What a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the villain Marty Scurll and you are listening to Behind... No, sorry, what was it? <laughs> oh. Me and my friend Mark, we're going to stop watching. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. All right, how's it going, everyone? We are uh, back with another episode of Behind the Gorilla. We're recording in person again, just like we did with the Double or Nothing recap a couple of days ago. We've got a regular episode this week. It is going to be a little bit shorter. Um, which is good for us because it's late at night and we're recording this. But um, I got the topic this week. Not not, not really any current events to talk about because we pretty much recapped uh, the Double or Nothing with the last episode. Bailey uh, beat Charlotte on SmackDown. It's a festivist miracle. She did? Yeah. That's all I got. That's that's the only thing that matters. All right. And still. All right. Congratulations, yeah, Harris. I'm so, so happy for you. Um... Alright, so we can just jump straight into the topic then for this week. And this is an interesting one that a lot of people have probably forgot about because it it's a complete waste of time. <laughs> and it went nowhere and led to nothing. Um, it, that's why it's short. That's why this is a short uh, topic here say, this put, week. Put that quote in the intro. Alright, so we're going back to WCW, 1999, September. Great, nothing bad happened then. No. Everything was perfect. Oh, man. Um, Lex Luger <laughs> and Sting have been working together. Sting oh, no. has basically turned heel, and he <laughs> he's the world champion at the time. Okay. And the two men, you know, because they're kind of, they're partnering up, and they're they're just kind of running over everyone, just kind of beating up everyone, sure. just healing it up, um, you know, and they've been just doing that with everyone in the company. So several weeks in a row. Luger will come out to help Sting by, like, whacking his opponents with a baseball bat whenever Sting is in trouble. Like, this has become a reoccurring thing. Classic cowardly heel Sting. Exactly. Um, Luger doesn't really have much of a character, though. He Classic he Lex Luger. <laughs> he doesn't even wear ring gear. He's just wearing, like, <laughs> sweatpants and t-shirts. Like, just regular clothes. Classic unemployed Lex Luger. <laughs> it really is. Classic quarantine Lex Luger. <laughs> it kind of is. Um, yeah, he's using a bat. That's like his gimmick now, basically. He's using a bat to hit people. Um, but this would change, Harris. Okay. On September 27th, this episode of Nitro, the main event is going to be Sting, DDP, and Luger versus Flair, Bret Hart, and Hulk Hogan. This is red and, this is, uh, red and yellow, no longer NWO Hulk Hogan. And they're the heels. I mean, sorry, they're, they're the baby faces. Right, right. The team with Hulk Hogan, the Bret team Hart, with and Rick Bret Hart, Flair. Ric yeah. Flair, and Hulk yeah. Hogan, all three of the greatest heels of all time, are the baby faces. And Sting, yep. Luger, and mm. the People's Champion DDP are all the heels. This sure. already makes perfect sense. Things were going great in 1999. Everything really great. was happening exactly how it should be in the company. Clearly. Um, anyway, so at the beginning of the show, though, Sting takes out Hulk Hogan backstage with a baseball bat, just right to the knee, just destroys that knee. 
So Hogan's now questionable. So that's the big question leading up to the match. Mm. Are they going to be able to have Hogan? Well, we're about 30 minutes into the show when Tony Schiavone and Bobby the Brain are giving us an update. Well, all of a sudden, this bizarre voice comes through the speakers calling Tony's name. It sounds like the Shockmaster, to be perfectly honest. Like, <laughs> imagine Ole Anderson doing He's the voice of the Shockmaster. Back. That's what it sounds like. So for a brief second, you're like, no. He's back! Oh, man. Are we going to get a surprise Shockmaster? You no, know, that would have actually been entertaining. It would have been great. So for a second, you get all excited. Mm-hmm. But that, that is not what this is. Because the voice is telling Tony to wait. Um... And what they say, this is what it says. It says, WCW, this is the beginning of the darkness that will fall upon you. And as it says this, we cut to like a black void with a window just by itself. Like think of like the intro to the Twilight Zone where there's just the window in space. It's kind of like that. It's just like a black void and there's just a window. And in the window, like outside the window, it's like a blue sky with clouds whizzing by, like t- like a, um, you know, clouds are just flying by. I, I time lapse. That's the word I was looking for. Oh, okay. Um, so that's what we're looking as we hear this voice, and uh, I I don't know why this is happening. It means it it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. I don't I don't get it. Uh, like lightning starts striking and thunder is crashing and the whole screen goes black. Okay. It's like, black. Um, it then opens on a funeral home. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang sure. on. Sure. Let me. This has sure, the match sure. started yet? No, 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 okay. no, no. This is just in the middle of the show. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I no thought matches this was involved. Like, no. Okay. This is no. 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 That's the main event later. Okay. Two guys are manning the doors of this funeral home. You know, like greeters and suits. Oh, okay. Um, the camera quickly, like, flies up to the doors and pauses as the men open it. Like, think, have you seen The Evil Dead? I've the seen Sam that, Raimi like, the, movie? the camera You know how the camera will, like, you know, and it's, it's like, like weird. around. Yeah, yeah, this weird, like, otherworldly Anxiety camera inducing, movie. Yeah. That's what it's doing. Okay. So it's like, to the front, you know, to the front doors and then stops and they open it. And as they open it, a bright light, like, bright white light emerges the camera then goes through the doors and is working his way through the funeral home with the same kind of camera mo- movements. Yeah. And it's like a dream. Everything's hazy. Mm-hmm. So, and everything's just disoriented and off-key and stuff like that. So, it quickly then zooms into the, like, book area and, like, the, has the name of the deceased. And it's Lex Luger. Yeah, I know. This is kind of weird. Uh... So now the camera works its way into the viewing room, again, speeding up and slowing down, and we see a casket in the center, surrounded by flowers, and Lex Luger is lying inside. A woman is there as well, dressed completely in black with a big black veil on, so we can't see who it is. She's holding on to flowers. Organ music begins to play, you know, like you would hear in a funeral home. And inside the casket... We see the spirit of Lex Luger sit up. I'm not making this up. 
a translucent Luger uh-huh. sits up yep. while the other one remains in the casket. Right. Think of like B movie '90s effects, and then think worse than that. Right. Because it's this a wrestling is. show. Um. He then it then disappears as the woman rises, walks over to the casket, and places flowers on it and closes the lid. As this is happening, the translucent Luger reappears standing next to the casket, and he speaks. He says, here lies Lex Luger. Wait, 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 wait. Does he sound like Lex Luger, or does he sound like Spooky No, 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 Lex no, no, he sounds just like, it's just like normal Lex Luger. <laughs> yep, just normal Lex Luger. Okay. He says, uh, here lies Lex Luger, a fine man. A great champion. Get a, get but, over yourself, Lex. <laughs> but he's no longer with us. He's handsome, too. He then fades away. He just disappears. Okay. Um, the woman then picks up the flowers she had put on the casket, so I don't really see the point of why she had them in the first place, and mm. walks away. The camera then kind of fades to black and then cuts back in to a cemetery now where the woman sits on a stone bench and is holding the flowers again. Everything is still blurry and disoriented, hazy like a dream. Okay. She stands, walks over to where the casket is being lowered. Mm-hmm. You know, it's on the little machine and is going down, and the translucent Luger reappears. Sure. And it's standing next to her. And now we hear all these disoriented voices saying the same words Luger just said all over top of each other. Okay. So now it's getting a little eerier. Um, The woman then throws the flowers into the hole. And it's pretty good. It's a pretty good shot because the camera is in the hole. And she throws the flowers like at the camera. Uh And that's like the cut. Uh That's good. That's good. That's fine. You know, that's well done. Um so everything cuts to black. We now cut back to the arena. Now, this happens to be in Phillips Arena in Atlanta, hey. by the way, which now longer, uh, now is not called that anymore. It's now called State Farm Arena, which doesn't have the same ring to it, in my opinion, but that's fine. Um, anyway, so the now the woman in black walks out. Oh, so now she's here. Okay. Yes, uh, just instantly. Okay. And also it was daytime and all this other stuff, like in the cemetery. Right. Daytime. Well, okay, so here's... Hang on. Let me just interject really quick. Sure, sure. What it sounds like is somebody looked around and said, Hey, Lex Luger's been around for 15 years and has never really had a character. So somebody else said, Well, why don't we just make him The Undertaker? Uh, see? And then they you're just getting ahead of yourself. Because you're wrong. <laughs> Again, that would make more sense than what we're about right. to get. Because, okay, and then, you like, you, you talk about it being daytime. Like, that's the one possibility is that, like, because I'm just, if you imagine, like, these different scenes, like, just dropped, like, a week at a time on television, you're like, right. okay, one, either Lex Luger is The Undertaker, right. or, or you know, like, hey, it's a premonition, like, something bad is going to happen to Lex Luger in the future. Whatever. Right. Kind of weird that they do it all at once. All in one show seems like a rapid build for something. You would think. You would think. I I almost think that these were meant to be done as little vignettes. Yeah. 
And then they just like, got bored. It's like a kid playing with his toys. Because and like, also, I don't Harris, do there's anymore. no precedent for these happening. Nothing has happened in the previous weeks to suggest this at all. He has not acted frustrated with his character or with Sting or anyone. Like, n- n- there's no precedent mm-hmm. for this whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's like if next week Cody is just like, nah, and and then you just see Cody dead in a funeral home, and you're <laughs> like. why where'd this come from that's what's happening here because here's the other like again i'm i'm sure i'm overthinking this but like you usually do well yeah that's fair but i'm like listen like okay if he's the toady like he's the right hand man for this dastardly heel this could be the beginning of like hey i'm coming to get you and i'm gonna you know make you pay because you're a bad guy but like who's the who's the one person in the company that could really do that and have like creepy vignettes about how he's coming to collect justice from the bad guy it's sting it's the guy he works for it's sting rick flair is not sitting back there like oh i'm gonna get you lex luger like that's not what any of these people do yeah doesn't work man i know like hulk hogan dressed up like the guy from the princess bride and carried his sword around for a minute that was a thing that happened (laughs) but he's not about to like come for lex luger's soul you know what i mean like yeah i don't know what i I don't know. It doesn't... Um, it, doesn't it already doesn't work, no. is what I'm saying. Which, we'll get we'll get okay. to more of it. show goes on. Um, so, the woman in black walks out. This is the part that really blew my mind with what we just watched. <laughs> and there's many things, but this was amazing to me. So, Tony, you know, Tony Schiavone and Bobby the Brain doing the commentary. Mm-hmm. Tony says that they've been told they can no longer refer to him as Lex Luger. He must be referred to as the total package. Now, I have a few things to unpack with this. But first off, as far as we, the viewers, know, Luger is dead. We saw his funeral and him buried. And his ghost is now running around. Mm. What is Tony talking about? As far as what we've just watched. And who told them? Like, okay, like... Right. First of all, I haven't seen them, so I don't know what the impression is supposed to be. But let's say, like, liberally, this is supposed to be like, ooh, spooky vision, like a Christmas Carol sort of situation. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he's going to die soon. It do- it still doesn't make any sense. And I don't know how they've, like, portrayed it at all. But it doesn't. No, it doesn't. They've, ju- they've shown him in a funeral home. He rises. There's, ghost not, even, comes out of the there's casket. not even a moment where the announcers and then you see are like. the casket buried as his ghost stands watching it. There's not even a moment where the announcers are like, boy, that was weird. Hey, speaking of Lex Luthor, <laughs> like, no? No. Okay. It just, it's just Tony going, we're now, we, we're going to call him the total package. That's even weird. And now man. here's the other thing to unpack. Mm-hmm. He's already called the total package Lex Luthor. Right, it's like his nickname. It's his whole thing. So we're not changing anything. I'll get to more of that in a second. Um, <laughs> so anyway, none of it makes sense. Um, the woman now takes off the veil and the black outfit, and it's Miss Elizabeth, who is now returned okay. to WCW programming. Maybe a couple IRL at this point, right? right? Okay, makes uh, sense. No, 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 not yet. They became <laughs> one with <laughs> Dang it. from this. I thought I found one thing no, that made sense. No, not yet. I- Coming. Not yet. They just Why does the, she care? They just. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember if they have ever ever had a program at this point. I'm They're not a couple so yet. Annoyed. That happens because of this program. I am so annoyed. Um. Yeah. So. 
doesn't doesn't make any sense. Um, now, so anyway, so Miss Elizabeth is here, and Tony now says we will see the unveiling of the new total package again. We're just jumping to conclusions <laughs> that he's still alive. Like we saw him buried in a casket and his ghost watching. And well, now Tony's just like, we're seeing the new one. Okay. Well now the impression I have is it's like a fake diesel and razor Ramon situation. where like, he's dead. And they're like, all right, we got a new one. And like, we don't have the trademark for Lex Luger, but we do have the trademark for the total package. And it's just Kane. He's like, yeah, what's up? Yeah, no, that's oh, not boy. it. Okay. Um, now. Okay. I got to set the setting of what's going on. Sure. So the arena's dark, and there's this uh, this like dramatic action music playing, like a knockoff Terminator music. In the middle of the ring, there is a individual kneeling, a la Terminator, circle of light around him. Oh dear! It's Lex Luger, or the total, the package, total package, yeah, acting like the Terminator. Sure. He stands up like in the shadows and the light and stuff. Light then fully reveals him and he starts posing, showing off his, you know, immaculate physique. And he's naked like the Terminator. Well, not quite, but, you know, he's in his wrestling tights, his little trunks. And Tony says this is the rebirth of the new total package. (laughs) He continues to pose for at least three to four straight minutes. Like it just goes on and on and the commentators keep talking about how different Luger looks and how impressive his muscles are so hang on okay pyro shoots from the ring post after several minutes and the segment is over whole thing goes dark we move on <laughs> the end. we're literally to the next backstage segment Okay, hang on. Now, before okay. you talk again, yep. I wanted to ask you, Harris, how much do you know about Lex Luger? Not, like, a, a ton. Okay. I know, like, three or four highlights from WWF and WCW, and then I know he was dating uh, Miss Elizabeth when she died. That's right. about it. Okay. Well, since he came back to WCW in around 1995, he's been the guy with the perfect physique usually wearing black trunks and called the total package Lex Luger. He's kind of flip-flopped from being babyface to heel several times. Sure. It's WCW. Sure, sure. He's flipped back and forth a lot. But other than that, his character mostly remains the same. He just acts a little bit more heelish. Kind of like right. you know, a Randy Orton thing. Right. Like He's basically the same. Um, so, the big... So this is the big dramatic character change that we've now established. Yep. That Luger is now the total package. Terminator. He has an immaculate physique. Yep. And wears black trunks. But now has Miss Elizabeth, I guess. The point is, Harris, nothing is different. Nothing. Nothing. Not a single thing. What is the point of everything we just went through? Not one aspect has changed. No. Call him the hunk or something. Like just, just literally, literally even nothing. change the name. Like not a thing. Not the a only thing. difference is we can't say Lex Luger and he's got Miss Elizabeth. And That's like, it. Here's the thing. Like if you just if you just want to do this, all you have to do is like make him just be insecure for like three weeks and then be like, nope, he's got his mojo back. He's fine. Like then you've accomplished something. This guy's maybe, entire career is 
hey, look at him. He's real strong. He's got good muscles. Look at him go. Like, that's his whole thing anyway from day one. And now we've, I'm mostly, I'm cracking up at the idea of, you know, the part of the Terminator theme, like the ta-na-na-na, like the, you know, the actual instrumental that isn't the drums at the end. Mm -hmm. I'm just imagining that play, but like on loop for four minutes with no change. It's like the same 20 (laughs) seconds and he just keeps posing. And that's very funny, but there's no build. There's no ba 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 ba. It's just that. Yeah, and again, it and it's not the Terminator theme. It's right, this but knockoff just, Terminator you know. theme, you know, like WCW basically did with all their music. Okay. Um, we but talked so, about this before. So, DDP used Smells Like Teen Spirit. Chris Jericho <laughs> used Even Flow. Um, even uh, the franchise used like a version of Deep Purple's Perfect Strangers. Like almost any theme is a ripoff of so, a real song. So some, from this point type, on, but. is Miss Elizabeth his manager? I might yes. be getting ahead of you here. Yes. Is there ever any point where she's like, yeah, here's why I'm here and doing this now? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I didn't, I didn't keep looking. I hope there's not. I um, hope that was it. So anyway, okay. um, during the main event, as we're going to the main event, it's it's now a handicap match. Hogan couldn't make it because Sting also attacked him again. So this is all on the same show. Yes, this, this is, is all, all the same show. So now we have the main event. Again, Sting, DDP, and the total package. This is like versus... six months of storyline just compressed yeah, in one, one show. show. Um, against Flair and Hart because Hogan, you know, got attacked and can't come out there. Right. And it we talked about this a little earlier. It's just so weird seeing these teams, the faces and heels as they're right. being portrayed. It's just so I was going to say, if at this moment right now Ric Flair just – kicks Bret Hart in the balls and walks away and quits the match like you have a great wrestling sure, match. Sure, so. yeah, that's that's a good moment. Um, that's that not going to happen. Scrappy underdog Ric Flair fighting um, for his life. Um, also, remember what I talked about with Luger? How he was coming out with a bat and wasn't really wearing anything, just kind of wearing right. short or just you know, sweatpants and whatever. Um, Luger's changed nothing. He basically looks the same as he has been. Um, I think he took, I think he shedded the, he literally comes out with like sweatpants and a shirt on and then takes them off in the ring and is wrestling in his regular black trunks that he's wrestled in for his entire life. So it's not even like, oh, he used to be slacking off and wearing sweatpants, but now he wears briefs all the time. Nope. Okay. No. Wow. Um, nothing has changed. Um, yeah, he's even attacking Flair with the bat in the match. And, and getting themselves disqualified because Sting is locked in a figure four. And so Luger comes in with a bat, as he's been doing for the past couple months, right. and is attacking Flair and getting him disqualified. So even that hasn't changed. And, uh, it, I mean, it's the literally the exact same thing we've seen now for several weeks. Twitty. Exact <laughs> same behavior. With a bat, every, everything. Not a single thing has changed. Not one. Not, not one. Anyway, we're going to skip ahead a little bit. That, that A few months later, <laughs> Sting and Luger would end up having a falling out. It would lead to them having a big match at Starcade. Okay. Um, Elizabeth, would she was doing this thing where she seemed to be turning on Luger as he wasn't really treating her well. And, and it looked like, oh, she's going to help Sting and this whole thing. So they have in the match, there's a moment when Elizabeth, oh, she's going to come out and attack Luger. But then... And she doesn't, and hits Sting in the face with a baseball bat. It has to be, it had to be a gimmicked bat because otherwise he would be dead. Like she hits him like she's hitting a fastball in the face as he has Luger in it. In a she have a good basketball. swing at all? 
it was enough to where it probably would have at least it okay. would have almost killed him if it oh, was a real man. bat. Like it is brutal looking. Something. That's it is brutal looking. Okay. Um, and uh, of course that le- that's a DQ, and so Sting wins via DQ. Um, she would then put Sting's arm in between a chair, and then Luga would stomp on it several times, breaking his wrist. Okay. And that would be kind of his gimmick for the next like month and a half, where he would be breaking a bunch of people's arms with chairs. That makes more sense than anything else. He ended up joining with Hogan or with uh, Flair pretty soon after this. Once we went into the two into the year two thousand, and they became that that uh, team called uh, oh shoot the uh, Techno. Team no, it's a 2000. dumb. It's a dumb team name with package in it. Total pack. No, that's him. Um, Total. I don't. I don't remember what it's called now. Well, this is gonna bother me. Yeah, I know. I forgot because I've I, I've done I've mentioned them on that yeah. Yapapai Indian strap match. No, they were a team at the time. Luger and Flair. While this is going I have on, no, I don't even know what it would be called. And I think they were just called Team Package. To be perfectly <laughs> honest, I think that was their name. I'm pretty sure it was Team Package. Man, it's just a um, fountain of creativity. In anyway. WCW. So here's the point, Harris. The point is uh-huh. there was absolutely no reason for this to happen. It was one episode of Nitro where they went through a lot of trouble and fairly a decent production value and a lot of editing work to do this funeral segment for a character to not change not a little bit. anything and it never to be brought up again. No, Wow. I think that's a first for this epi- for this show. I was amazed. <laughs> did you know about this or did you just stumble on it? Well, I, I heard as I've been looking, I look for stuff every now and yeah, then you just and, and I, I saw a thing about it that's and was like, okay, I'm going to do it. But I'm wor- I was worried because I'm like, it's not that long because it's right. so stupid in one episode. And there's so many, like. So I was like, all right, well, I'll just have to do a short one at some point. Well, especially like. And it just adds to the pantheon of deaths in wrestling that we've talked about. Yeah. I, here's it, like, don't you see that we've had a lot of fun episodes in the past where it's like. Hey, WCW tried to make this weird movie or video package or gimmick. Right. All the uh, all the, the the monster movies that they did. Yes. Those were fun. The spin the wheel, make the yes. deal, the white castle of fear, and then this the the beach bash thing. Yes. If you want with the with the boats and the and the little person blowing up a boat and stranding Sting and British Bulldog on the deserted the whole island. Thing. Absolutely insane. You know what it also was? Like a story. That led to uh, things happening and kinda, wrestling matches. Kind of. Yeah. Progression from the norm, right? Like, okay, yeah. even... Here's a throwback The spin that will make the deal was good until they decided not to gimmick it and it was a coal miner's glove <laughs> right. match. That kind of ruined it. But leading up to that, it was pretty good. So here's Especially throw- the Jake the Snake promos and throw- stuff. Throwback for you. Seven. The Dustin... Dustin Runnels. Oh boy, yeah, we talked about that one. Terrible, Check that episode out. Terrible vignettes where they're pitching his character as like a openly satanic pedophile who comes and steals children <laughs> away only like stupid and bad yeah and then like the payoff he comes to the ring dressed as this demonic pedophile and then says i think this is real dumb and i just want to be dusty roads and wrestle wrestling matches dustin whatever he wasn't though he was just being dusty but it's part of the problem 
Because it was like this weird the fake double bluff, thing, yes, yeah. where they wanted you to like and respect that more, and like that makes sense on paper, but it's just very stupid again, in application. Again, going back, but it was about like they had that goal in mind, so you can at least going look back at though it to Eric Bischoff. Like, nuance is not the place mm. for in a rest. There's no place for nuance in wrestling stories. It just it does not work. <laughs> work shoots are different, like. Uh, Tricky, I'll say. Not difficult, I but think, tricky I at the best of times. I think they should basically never be done. You have to have the right performer in the right circumstances. It's a one like, in a, it's like a one in a hundred like, Hey, thing. I'm John Moxley, and I left WWE, and now I'm at AEW, and I'm real mad. Works. Sure. Hey, I'm Dustin Rhodes, and the company I work for gave me a bad character, and I hate bad characters just like you hate bad characters, wrestling fans. Doesn't work. No. But they had an idea, right? Sure, like sure. they had like build, 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 vignette, 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 right. reveal, twist. Yep. And you can understand the thought process and say, hey, because we did this from this point on, this character's different, and we like that now. Hey, Beaver Cleavage had vignettes week after week. Oh, boy. And then he came out and had a match as Beaver Cleavage, and then the next week he said, hey, that was real dumb. I just want to go out there and have fun. Woo. Doing a little enthusiastic arm pump thing. <laughs> still not good. I don't think that was their original plan. But you can still see somebody saying, okay, but once we do this, that'll be the pivotal moment. And one day Chaz will be the WWE champion because we made this pivot away from Beaver Cleavage. Like, there's a moment there. I guess. This is like they just, it's like they just shot this and yes. wanted to use it. And we're like, I, I guess. Just drop it. Just release it. There's there's no setup. There's no reason. Nothing happened to Lex in previous weeks. Like, nothing has changed. No. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I'm dead. Lex Luger's dead. I'm dead. I'm buried. Gone. Dun, dun. And then he doesn't even say, I'm now the total... Pe-. Like, none of that. It's no. Like, if they could, if they did it as, like, uh, you know, where he shows up and is like, the old me is dead. I'm, yes, at least, exactly. At least it's still dumb, but... At least that's something. But you have to have Tony Schiavone be like, uh, we're, we can no longer call him Lex Luger. He's now the total package. After we just watched him buried, you're like, wait, wait, Literally. what? Is he okay? Like, what? And then he's the Terminator, and then Miss right. Elizabeth's there, and then he just poses for four minutes as the total package, which is already what he did. And, like, even if, even if, like, I, I don't know, like, the most plausible explanation is we shot all this stuff, and we want to use it, and have the pose down... It only, you only need like 30 seconds of promo time to be like, the Lex Luger you knew is dead, and then do all this crap. They don't even say that. Yes! It's, that's baffling. That's, again. And then, and then later in the show, he shows up looking the exact same. Right. We're doing the same thing, hitting the guy with the bat, which he's been doing for three weeks. Yeah, and like, it's dumb and it's over the top, but if you just, if you just had that vignette, had Miss Elizabeth come out and be like, the Lex Luger you knew is dead, this is the total package. And then he does all those poses, like, that's stupid and tacky, but he's and a heel, still, that's but the at point. Least something at least you get happened. credit that way, yes. Uh, not Ooh. much, but... I mean, he's still the same person, That's but at least you acknowledged astonishing. it. Astonishing. You didn't and acknowledge it. that, like, WCW is usually good at. To be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if they had shot this for some random other thing yeah. months ago and yeah. then didn't use, and then all of a sudden, Lex Luger shows up to the building, and they're like, uh, here, you're going to go out at this time, you're going to stand in the ring, we're going to have dark lights, and you're just going to pose for a while. And he's like, why? It's like, don't worry about it. And then they just show this vignette, and he's like, I don't know what's going I'm just, on, I'm just going to pose. Like, 
That's astonishing. Okay, I have to watch this episode now because I need to see if I can make any more sense yep, of this. September twenty seventh, Monday Nitro, <laughs> nineteen ninety nine. Like this is we've mentioned this in the past. The other thing WCW was really good at was like having announcers that could point out when something insane was happening. They try, which didn't always make it good, but at least they as a try. fan, you're like, all right, like there isn't this weird cognitive dissonance where they're pretending. That the giant didn't just fall to his death, right? <laughs> right. But in this case, they're not even like, huh, that was weird. Like, they're nope. just towing the company line. The only explanation I can think of at all is that they're ju- it's just a rib on Lex Luger. I, but it's I not, don't know. It's not funny or entertaining, and it's a, like, don't derail your program for it. You know what I mean? Like, yes. It's, it's just like Lex Luger hated it when people called him the total package. So they were like, all right, well, here's what we'll do. And then did an episode on it. But like, that's terrible. <laughs> Even for 1999 WCW, that's bad. It's, it's, it's just point. It's the most pointless thing I've ever seen in wrestling. It's honestly kind of incredible. And I can't believe it happened. And it was just like, I, it took me longer to research this than it should have because i kept going forwards and backwards Trying being like out. there has to be something <laughs> here something must have been set up at some point so i was watching for like five episodes of nitro leading up to it being like something had to have happened and then i went forward like several episodes I was like something must have changed no nope incredible nothing wow nothing before nothing oh. after nothing that's, I. This is one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. I'm genuinely floored. By I've this. never wanted to. I absolutely love it. And I think this was the point when, right after Bischoff was fired, or asked to go home. I think it was like in August of '99, or maybe early September. I think mm-hmm. right around this time is when Bischoff is gone from the company, and mm-hmm. then comes back at the beginning of two like. Sometime in the spring of 2000, I think he came back. But, uh, I, so I guess Russo was the one in charge at the time. I'm not sure who else. But I've never wanted to ask someone about something more than I want to with whoever was in charge at the time with this. Because I have to know why. What went through the process of, of putting this on? What was their plan? There had to have been a plan that they just didn't get to. Like, it had to. Because there's no reason to go through this effort. It's not like it was a backstage segment where they right. tried to set something up and then it didn't go anywhere. Right. It was this pre-produced was thing. Yeah. That that used special effects and stuff. Like, I, I, I want to know. That's, like... In a lot of this is funny because a lot of WCW's like worst and most infamous moments are like part of wrestling history and have yeah. been talked about to no end on documentaries and podcasts and written about in books. Like Eric Bischoff has his own show where every week he just talks about different stuff. It's great. And like we've talked about other angles that we've done and pay-per-views that we've covered where he's like, well, yeah, this didn't work, but this was my thinking on this and I still stand by right. this and this was a bad idea. That's why like, it's fun to listen to. You feel like so many elements of this have been really like dissected in an interesting way. And 
I'd never even heard of this. I hadn't either. I guess it just fell right between the cracks. Because like, it was one so episode and it was nothing. And nothing happened. And nothing ever came of it. Like everything else, like, oh, that'll put butts in seats. Like infamous moment. You know, turn the Monday Night War. All this, you know, all this story around it. Big moment. It changed everything. This changed nothing. No. Nothing. Literally nothing. Oh, Not even word. the character that was involved. It's amazing. Anyway. Oh, this is good. We were, we were able to stretch that longer than I thought, so that's that's good. But, uh, yeah, even though this was just so much shorter than what we usually talk about, it was like, this 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 has to be talked about. It just has to be. Because it's just unbelievable. Literally unbelievable. So anyway, that does it for this uh, episode of Behind the Gorilla. Thank you guys for, for joining us here. Uh, make sure and follow us on Twitter, at behind underscore gorilla. Follow back all wrestling fans. Tweet links to the show, random wrestling crap, all that stuff. Um, follow me on Twitter, at Marky Mark Brand. And I'm at Harris Wilson. And also follow us on Instagram. It's the same, at behind underscore gorilla. Post a bunch of David Arquette random stuff and uh, stuff about the podcast and other random random stuff like that. You can go check out when Harris chopped me after WrestleMania. That's up there. Harris really enjoyed that. Um, anyway, that does it for this show. Thank you guys so much. We will be back next week with another crazy wrestling topic. Um, again, it seems like Harris always has a pretty tall task each week. That's a hard one to follow. <laughs> really? I'm just, I'm going to do another episode on this and just like try to <laughs> dig into it. We're going to figure this out. That could be fun. That, that, would, that would be interesting. But anyway, make sure and join us next Monday for another episode of Behind the Grill.